to the Homeschool Works podcast, the show where we break down the research from the fields of neuroscience, psychology, and education to give you tangible takeaways to power your homeschool. I'm Katherine Gomes, a second-generation homeschooler and author of Apologia's Exploring Creation with Mathematics program, and I'm joined by my mom, Dr. Deborah Bell, an author, speaker, educational psychologist, and homeschool guru. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we're going to talk about back to school and traditions and commemorating milestones. And we will also be talking about the things that we didn't do growing up in the Bell household that I'm definitely doing differently now with my kids. Stay tuned. Kate, it's back to school time already, uh, and we want to talk about starting the school year right today with our listeners. So we had some thoughts about how to do back to school and how not to do back to school. What are, What's your advice on getting back to school with a good start? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things I try to remember first is just the tone that you start the school year with does really matter. Um, I think I learned a lot about this when I was teaching in traditional schools. So investing uh, time, energy, and like just intention, you know, thought into when are we starting? What's it going to look like? Are we starting before the first day of co-op or are we taking a last minute vacation? How is that going to affect our start of school? Planning all of that really sets our kids up for a good start. Um, and a beginning that feels kind of commemorative and sets a tone for just a year of achievement and success and, and learning. Um, so I think just listening to this podcast, you know, you're too, that's a good step of like thinking about how are you going to start your school year? Yes, we had a funny conversation before we started recording here about your own recollections about our homeschool and you had some feedback for me my lack of recollection <laughs> I, I, I was saying I didn't even know when we started school I don't know if I really knew when we ended school the end of school was like we were making our portfolios and I never really knew like when we were done <laughs> and then I never really knew that we had started a new school year um Yeah, we were, you know, we were talking about this mom before we hit record. I think that for you as a first generation homeschooler, you were really happy to throw off traditions, to throw off the calendar. Like you loved the freedom, right? Yeah, I just thought we were learning all the time and that there shouldn't be any division between education and life. And you now in hindsight... Uh, probably, I think you still agree with that sentiment, but with your own kids, uh, you are marking the start of school. Yeah, we are. I mean, I see that love of sort of throwing off structure, uh, throwing off like the calendar because we're learning all the time. I see that still in my friends who are first generation homeschoolers, but the other thing I've seen in second generation homeschoolers like myself is we missed having many of those like milestones or traditions. And honestly, if I were to list some of them, it would make people chuckle because it's all things that feel very insignificant, I think, to adults. Like I missed like pajama day. Like I never got to do like pajama day at school or things that get referenced in movies or even, you know, 
my friend group, we all were educated in different ways. So they'll talk about like, oh, when we did the 100th day of school and I was like, what was this? And why didn't I get to dress up like I was 100 years old? So I'm not doing every single thing, but there are certain points in the year that I'm trying to make a clear memory or uh, even a tradition. And one of those is the start of school. So just on a practical level, we have a first day of school. I put it on the calendar. This is the day we're starting. This is when we do certain traditions because I want my kids to have that experience of like the first day of school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think that's important, Kate. Now upon uh, reflection and also having had more training and looking in the research, I, I do think that um, there's a place for these um, these cultural rites of passage. And we do want our kids to feel like what we're doing is legitimate and meaningful and important. And the best way to signify this is meaningful and important and um, culturally a part of what our family does, part of what our society does, is to mark the start of school in special ways. It would be like if we try to tell our homeschool kids, well, we don't celebrate birthdays because we're, we're, we're not all about that. We're, you know, we're, we're unbirthday people now, like uns, unschoolers. Uh, our kids would be devastated. So, uh, so what are some of the things that people might consider doing to mark the start of school that would help kids be excited. Some of the other things I've seen, and and this is one where social media has been a real gift to me because a lot of people will post what they do and then I get great ideas. Um, So we, you know, we started by picking a day. This is always funny because our bedtime routine is sort of a mess throughout the year, but in summer it gets really crazy. So, so the night before the first day of school, the first thing I have to do is convince the family we have to go to bed (laughs) because we're starting (laughs) school. So that's also yeah, no, you're you and Jason are so loose about bedtime. That is such a mystery to your father and me. One of the main reasons we continue to homeschool is that we can't get our kids to bed. But that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> Just thought I'd slide it in there in case anybody wanted to comment. <laughs> um, uh, one tradition we have that I think is a little funny is I always buy our back to school supplies in July when they're on sale. And inevitably, my kids are with me because my kids are always with me. But then when we get home, I hide them because um, they would use it all up. They, they go through tape in about an hour. So I hide it all. And then on the first day of school, surprise, they come down and they're, and they're inevitably like surprised and tickled. And I make sure each person has like a little pile of their new stuff. They get really excited about it. And I think the fact that they're not allowed to use it to the first day of school, we normally have a special lunch. One thing I picked up from, you know, friends on social media was to start with a half day. And that was the best advice I ever got. So now we always start with a half day. Sometimes we start with a week of half days. (laughs) It's just, it's too much for us to go from nothing to a full day of school. Yeah, well, you have three kids now who you are home educating. I think that's a good tip for parents of multiples because I, I, so that is where I used to be envious of a conventional uh, school teacher because you'd just be teaching one grade, right? And, and homeschooling is a more complex, complicated task because we're teaching multiple 
level. So I think something like a half day, as long as it's part of your set policy for how we're going to open the school year is really wise. It's not just for the kids, but for mom. Yes. Yeah. And um, the, yeah. And another suggestion I've seen, we haven't done this personally, but I've thought, oh, that's a good one we might do soon is also field trips. So this would not be setting your routine, but it's been a really fun commemorative way for some of our friends. And then the one thing they do too is they'll time it for when the traditional schools go back. And so then wherever they go, they have the place to themselves. They're like, oh, that's kind of. Yeah, I think it's great to have a kickoff. Like you don't have to launch the beginning of your school year with the routine. It could be like, oh, here, this is kickoff week for the new school year. We have some special trips planned. We've got some activities. Um, All of this hoopla in the end is sending this message to your child. This is really important in our family. I think you want your, your children to get the message that education is important and valued by mom and dad. And that will help you to also kickstart that motivation and the effort, especially as it's, this year is going to be harder than the previous year for all the kids. Right. Definitely. I mean, I think as homeschoolers, a lot of things are looser, like what grade is our kid in and things like that can be very nebulous, but you still want like you said, mom, that sense of accomplishment. This is what you finished last year. You're starting something new now, a new school year, and it's going to be more challenging, but you're ready for it. One thing I love to do with my kids that kind of you know amazes both of us every time is we flip ahead to the back of their books. And so in math, we look ahead to like the last chapters. In All About Reading, we flip ahead to like the last story of the year they're going to read in their readers. And I just say like, look, this is what you're going to be able to do by the end of the year. And then inevitably when we get to that story, it's like, oh, I remember looking at this at the beginning of the year and it just would look so hard. And now here I'm able to read it. So just seeing that arc of like, here's where we're headed. It creates excitement. It does create that sense of accomplishment. I think that's great, Kate. It's like setting out on a family vacation or a road trip, right? And planning it all out. And it seems to me that you're casting your homeschool um, year with your kids as an adventure, as a great adventure. We're We're getting packed up. We're going on an expedition. I think that mythology, that narrative that you create for your kids, especially in the elementary years, just helps them to imagine that they're in the midst of some great epic adventure or or feet, or they're a Marvel superhero. I mean, all of that gives them the um, gives them the energy and the motivation that they're going to need to really tackle hard stuff. But that's part of the hero's journey is tackling hard stuff. So I think um, getting started for the school year in the way that you have a real milestone and you're really setting the pace and setting expectations is an excellent way to get your kids buy-in and to get their cooperation early. Definitely. Well, mom, is there anything else you think we should talk about uh, in terms of just starting the school year um, on the right note? 
Yeah, there was one other thought I had, Kate, that I wanted to mention, um, is that for a lot of kids, uh, starting the school year is going to be filled with with maybe anxiety or concerns. Not They might be going to a new co-op. They might be in a new circle of friends, or they might be trying an online class, or they might be tackling something really difficult like calculus, let's say. And they might have... Um, you know, they might not at all be looking forward to it and be fearful and uncertain. And I think we as parents need to look ahead and see sort of those potential pitfalls and and start to express our confidence in our child's ability to navigate these challenges and normalize that. Like, going to a new co-op, having to figure out where you fit into your peer group or trying a new teacher or a difficult class, just tell them, you know, hey, this might, how are you feeling? Get them to talk about how they're feeling, normalize how they're feeling, let them know you're going to be there to coach them and to cheerlead for them, but that it's just part of growing up and uh, that you'll help them navigate it, but you're sure they're going to figure it out. Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, just today, my youngest, you know, she's four. She asked the older two if their teachers helped them at co-op. And I realized she was like getting a little nervous. <laughs> like, And she's still in the preschool class where they don't have assignments. Um, but I think our kids can really harbor academic anxiety that we can miss, but you also in your different examples address a lot of things that can be social, right? So just creating a space for that. Um, I've been trying to be more honest with my kids about the things that I'm anxious about and how I'm processing and how I'm praying about it or stepping into it, even though I'm nervous. And that has really helped kind of open the doors for them to say, oh, I'm a little nervous about this too, or I thought this was a little hard um, just so that no one feels that they're in a place where they can't share that. Yeah. And I think finally we should note that this is an example of walking by faith. I mean, homeschooling is a faith journey. And I think if we can point our children towards God and the fact that he is with us and he's going to be leading us and he's going to be, be there for us. I think you acknowledging your own insecurities as a homeschool mom is is really helpful, right? And and it creates space for God to show up and demonstrate his faithfulness independently of mom or dad's capabilities. And it, God usually shows up and demonstrates his faithfulness in our failures. So um, I guess that's our final word for our listeners as we head into the new school year is that you do got this, uh, that you have this because God is for you and he will go before you and he'll he's going to light the way and um we're rooting for you that's all we have for you today you can find my mom dr deborah bell at deborahbell.com and you can find Catherine on facebook at Catherine m gomes or on instagram as homeschool math mom her math books and my homeschool planners are available at apologia.com If you have a moment, please review our podcast wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. It makes a big difference in other homeschoolers finding us. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you've got this.